Season 3, Episode 7, Producers Have Full Control. As a music producer, we are special. And what I mean by that is we actually have full control over our music. When we look at mixing engineers and mastering engineers, they get the audio printed into audio files, which means that they're kind of handcuffed, but they are very good at using the audio tools to make those printed WAV files sound really good. But we as the music producer, we actually are able to access our music at even a lower level than they are, which is MIDI, M-I-D-I. Very often we as producers, we, you know, we want to reach towards expensive plugins or even just even a basic plugin rather than just understand how can we fix something and keep it as simple as possible. For example, velocity on a single note to fix a loud note rather than grabbing a compressor. Also, behind the scenes, I have been working on Beat Tapes by Gratuitous Volume 10. It is almost ready for release. In the mastering stage here, I have been having a little bit of troubles on a couple tracks. Some of them are a little bit too spiky. In other words, the transients are kind of uh, popping through a little hard. And even on the compressor I've been using, the FabFilter Pro C2 compressor, there's a lot of different styles of compressors on there. And there was this one song where, you know, the, um, the drums and the claps, they're just popping through too hard. And I've been very aggressive on the compression. I've tried lots and lots of look ahead. I've tried a fast attack um, and I'm just not able to get it sitting where I want. So this made me start studying Pro C2 a little bit more and as, as well, just in general, the styles of compressors. This is something that I have to learn much better because when we talk about compressors, there are actual use cases for compressors. It's not just slap a compressor on there and dial the knobs. Each compressor does have its own use, all right? For example, if we want to control those transients, which is what I'm struggling with right now in this, one of these tracks, the FabFilter Pro C2 has the mastering style. And what it actually says in the manual is it clamps down on those transients fast, but transparently. So in other words, it is helping to balance out the track. And so for the next little bit here, I'm just going to be practicing with different styles of compression, starting to learn them a lot more. And hopefully I can relate that information onto you once I learn it a little bit better. Before we get into this episode, again, don't forget about my free book. It's called Five Keys to a Successful Beat. So simple, it becomes creative. If you sign up at itsgratuitous.com forward slash five keys, you guys get a bunch of bonuses. So yes, you get the free ebook. It's a very in-depth ebook, reveals tons of secrets of what I wish I knew before I started becoming a music producer. You guys get some emails where I'm actually reading you the chapters because I know a lot of people don't like to read, but you will actually discover um, one of the principles in that book is you have to read to see success as a music producer and there is a special presentation video about how I got started uh, making beats all right you can get that by going to itsgratuitous.com forward slash five keys all right so music producers have full control in their music so let's just recap so as a mixing engineer or as a mastering engineer typically we are sending our audio files to them but they are kind of handcuffed in other words what we send them is what they're stuck with but like I said, they are very good at using EQ, compression, and various other mastering tools to make that audio sound very professional and very good, okay? But as a music producer, let's just talk about the most basic example here. Let's say we have a piano melody and one of our notes is just way too loud. 
typically when we watch in tutorials, we all think, oh, I'm going to grab a compressor to reduce that loud note or a limiter, right? But the thing is, if you're a music producer and if you're making your custom melodies with your MIDI notes, you can easily just turn down the velocity of that one note. That way you don't need a compressor. So in other words, it's easier on your CPU. Number two, you're not really affecting the sound because when we use a limiter or a compressor, it can kind of color the sound if we're not um, being careful with these tools. And the quickest way to do that would be just to adjust a single notes velocity. You just turn it down, problem solved. Then if you choose to use a compressor, then that one random note is not triggering the compressor really weird and it doesn't sound as if like compression's happening because sometimes, you know, in order to get a loud mix and master or like I guess a loud master, you know, you are going to be having to use compression and distortion to get that loudness, all right? That's really like the secret to get a loud master is compression and distortion. Because what happens is when we have our music, we have all of our different instruments and that instrument by itself can sound very beautiful. But once we start adding in other elements, different instruments and different sounds can get lost in the mix. And so you will find when you start using, you know, a little bit heavier compression, a little bit more distortion, when you're mixing your music, when it comes to the mastering, you don't have to be as aggressive in mastering and you will be able to push your master a lot louder. In other words, get a lot more balance, a lot more polished sounding. And typically it will also translate a lot better across different audio devices because a lot of times people are afraid to compress too hard or they're afraid to apply too much, right? But sometimes it's like you're actually not applying enough. And there is a sweet spot obviously and the whole goal is obviously translation. And that is what I'm going through right now on Beat Tapes by Gratuitous Volume 10. One last thing I'll say about music producers have full control is again, so like let's say a mixing engineer or a mastering engineer, we send them the audio files and they email us back and they say, hey, do you know what? You're going to have to remix this. You're going to have to, um, you know, turn down the snare. You're going to have to do something. And this happens sometimes. It goes back and forth because the mastering engineer obviously wants to give you the best product. And if you send them you know, a horrible mix, then many times they might email you back and say, hey, can you just send me a remix? And that will give me something better to work with. And that might be like in an extreme case. But for me, I just like to mix and master in the same project. Um, you have to make sure that your computer is powerful enough to do that. But if it is, I usually find this actually a faster workflow because all I have to do is open up one project, export it, and then I can test to my uh, audio playlist. So for example, let's say I was at the mastering stage and I'm starting to export all my songs and I'm wanting to test them in regards to how loud they are, how good like they kind of translate across different audio systems. Once I listen to it, I will then clone the project and I'll put V2 for version two. And then I will again do another listen and then I will make notes of each song. Maybe it's not loud enough or maybe the kick drum is actually too loud or whatever. And then I might do a version three export them. And then that is essentially like the finished product. Okay. So that's kind of how I have been working through, uh, this beat tape and in, in beat tapes by gratuitous volume 10. But what I'm trying to say is if I listen from one track to the next and I hear a significant difference, I can just open up that project, make a little tweak, export it, and then quickly go and listen once again. And uh, I just find that gives me just a really, really good workflow. Okay. All right, so that's this episode on music producers have full control. This is something I've really started to realize later on in my production career that 
If you just want to fix something really, really simple, such as like a note being too loud, you can simply just go into your MIDI notes and turn down the velocity. It is so powerful once you realize that because that is the advantage that we as producers have because we have like the raw files, we have the raw MIDI notes, whereas a mixing engineer would have to maybe do volume automation there, right? They might turn down the note, but the thing is it's still printed, so they're still stuck with what we give them. But like I said, they are very good at using these audio tools to make the music sound very professional. Again, don't forget, you as the music producer have full control of your music and take advantage of it. Be on the lookout for Beat Tapes by Gratuitous Volume 10. I've been having a lot of fun working on it this time around. I took a little break from music and I got back in, um, hopefully ready to release this one very soon. When it comes to the Beat Tapes, like I have tons of beats or like tons of ideas, but the hardest part of putting together these beat tapes is first of all selecting the ones I want and honestly probably the hardest part of putting together the beat tape is the arrangement stage. I find that the most tiring because you have to keep listening over and over and over. And don't forget about my free book I have for you. It's called Five Keys to a Successful Beat. So simple it becomes creative. You can get it by going to itsgratuitous.com forward slash five keys. You will get the ebook which has tons and tons of secrets of what I wish I knew before becoming a music producer. In that book, there is my seven core principles of becoming a music producer, as well as the five keys to a successful beat. So there's a lot of good information in there. And now if you sign up, you also get free videos, which I am actually reading to you chapters of the book and explaining it to you. There's also a free presentation. The presentation is a little bit long, but it's my story of how I started making beats. And if you want to get up and running, how I can help you. And you will also get special pricing to the platform to access the 30 FL Studio courses by going to itsgratuitous.com forward slash five keys. All right. I hope you enjoy the free book. Always feel free to reach out and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Okay.